Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. It's that time. It is our guest of the week. And we have the lovely Carol Hickson on the other line. I'm going to go and grab her now. Good morning, Carol. Are you there? And can you hear me okay? I can indeed. And what a great intro. Thank you. <laughs> Grand entrances here. Grand entrances. <laughs> lovely to have you on the show. Thanks so much for taking the time to come on. No, thank you for having me. Oh, really appreciate it. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. It's uh, I love I love having guests on the show. I'm very, very lucky that uh, I get to mix with all of you like-minded people and uh, I always learn more and more every single week. So, no, I feel uh, very, very blessed and it's so nice to be able to uh, share, share everyone's story. So it's lovely to have you on. So, Carol, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm currently based in Northridge. Um, mum of three adult children. I'm uh, an emotional freedom technique practitioner, mindfulness teacher, clinical hypnotherapist, and then there's probably five others uh, modalities that I'm trained in. Um, so I'm a therapist. I um, I retrained four or five years ago, um, following a, a big uh, a big road to Damascus moment, I suppose, in my own life. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, and life's brilliant, and I haven't looked back. That's fantastic. And uh, sometimes it does uh, it does take those big moments to uh, to sort of uh, sit down and 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 try and turn our lives around and get back get back on the horse again, as they say, don't they? I think so. I think so. I think we get so caught up. Um, obviously, I work a lot with stressed and anxious people, and I was one. And we get so caught up in in that loop in our brain that we 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 almost missed the bigger picture um and it took it it, it took um some pretty fundamental and uh, and difficult challenges um christmas 2016 for me to actually really wake up and realize what i was doing to myself and to my life no, exactly, and and sometimes, uh, and it's it's a time thing as well, isn't it? I think, um, I think sometimes um, things can take, you know, as in things can take time for you to actually realise um, yeah. that something needs to change. Um, but I, and, and I always in, in myself as well, I'm like, oh, I wish I knew about that then. I wish I knew about that then. But I think everything happens at the right time for a specific reason, and you know, we never really understand why. But you know, in 2016 December for yourself, it was obviously that big moment where it was like no this is this is how I need to change or this is what I need to try and do it's that self-care isn't it again yeah and I think you know uh, uh, sometimes we um we think self-care selfish we we can we confuse it and especially there's a little line that I write in the book and it's something like I used to think my incessant busyness was part of being a mum and I did pride myself, and I know a lot of mums do, and a lot of women do, on juggling half a dozen plates. <laughs> but actually, I didn't realise that that was stress. Yes. You know, and, and I think we think, you know, when you do have other people to look after, especially children, you do you do almost begrudge yourself the time to to prioritise your own mental health and well-being. But you, you absolutely have to. Exactly. And, you know, all of those things when you are being busy and you are putting yourself last, that's that is what brings on all the things um, like stress, like lack of sleep, not eat, not eating properly, all of those things. Um, and I, I was just saying on the show before that um, 
sleep is so so important and obviously when you do have children all of that routine is you know quite messed up you know with having newborns and um and toddlers and you know the, the, your sleep is completely disturbed for several several years isn't it and i know that you've suffered with your chronic insomnia haven't you yeah and so chronic insomnia is one of the drivers and, and to be honest when i first started to find some resolution with that i did set up a website um insomnia cheshire because there's so little help for insomnia and it's such an insidious illness because it creeps up on you and one of the problems is that, I mean I, I've seen top specialists in the northwest and nobody could help me and I was on you know clonazepam and Valium and all of the big hitters mm. nothing sent me to sleep I would sit upright bolt upright in bed and I, would, I, I was sleeping in the last six months for an hour a night. Oh, Nothing gosh. helped me at all. And it was only, you know, despite all that medication and, and you know, and three MRIs in 2016, you might expect there to be some cause, but actually it was all down, it turned out, to stress and anxiety. And it was, you know, it's up to me to unravel that. Yes, exactly. And how, how did you unravel that? How how did you, obviously, once you've been sort of told from the doctors that they actually don't know why you're not sleeping, what was that, when was that moment for realisation that, you know, actually it is a cause to stress? And how how did you turn that around? And how did you use holistic therapy to help you with that? Well, the doctors never actually got to that point. Um, so I was still under a doctor at the time but I said Christmas 2016 we had um, I had a diagnosis that I needed um, well the doctor still wanted to do surgery you see they said that I've got a condition called dystonia and that I'm paralyzing down the left and I, I already had five prolapse discs and I was already a blue badge disabled a disabled blue badge holder mm. so the doctors were talking about surgery in January 2017 um we had a car accident a couple of days after that, mm. and Christmas Day that year, my mum died, and Boxing Day, my uncle died, and both of those were unexpected. Yes. And it was almost like, I don't know, I can, the only way I can describe it is that the universe took a big hammer and said, if you don't sort this out, mm. well, there's going to be nothing left to sort out. And that was kind of what the medical profession was saying about my sleep. Um, and... It was it was bizarre, Megan. I can't tell you. I've tried loads and loads of therapies in those four years, and um, something came up on Facebook. I know I know Facebook gets knocked. <laughs> it's but useful sometimes, was... isn't it? It's useful sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a thing called the EFT summit, the tapping summit, came up. Yeah. So this yeah. was about January, February, and uh, they do this every year. And this came up, and I'd had it. I'd had. I'd gone to an EFT session with a practitioner, and I hated it. And it was like you've just said, actually. It's because you've got to be at the right place in your life, of course, or you're not ready for it. So I, I remember having this therapy session with this lady, thinking, "Well, this is an hour of my life I'll never get back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was me. And then you know, a few months later. I'm training in it. And I, the only reason I train in it is because I like to know the ins and outs of everything. And yes. I've already spent a lot of money on therapy that hasn't helped. So I thought, I was a teacher at that point, and I thought, well, I'll just go along to the training. It's, it's cheaper. You know, four sessions of therapy equates to the training at that point. Yeah, exactly. 
And so I think I sometimes it's great to, I, some people have to um, understand it, to accept it. And, yeah. you know, and that's absolutely fine. I mean, it, for, for me, um, I am quite happy just to accept it and hope for the best and allow the universe to take me on its journey. Whereas some people are a little bit more logical and they like to understand something before they can um, a allow it to sort of take over their lives. So, and that's, you know, that's also absolutely fine. But if you, if you, you know, wanted to understand the emotional freedom technique, uh, to allow yourself to process it and allow it to make those changes. And I think it's brilliant that you went and did your qualifications. Yeah, and I didn't, I honestly didn't expect anything from it. it. That was the funniest thing. The first day I went on the training and, and I was very much, it was great. I came home so enthused, but there was that little niggle, you know, that lack of self-confidence, um, that, that poor self-esteem. And I came home and I remember saying, but I shouldn't be on that course because I'm a teacher, I'm not a therapist. And, and the next day I got up to go on the course and lo and behold, my back had gone. Oh. And my back used to, used to go when I was stressed. Yep. And I said to her partner, I can't go today. I'm, I'm in too much pain. Oh. And bless you, he said, you're going, I'll take you. Oh, that's lovely. And it is lovely. And, and it actually, that was the day really that changed my life because it, during the training, she did, um, she did a demonstration of a technique called Chase the Pain. And um, I wouldn't volunteer. I was there was an, a lot of ego there, and I was thinking this is real pain. It's not some kind of fake pain for no. you to use me as a demonstration. So I wouldn't go up and, and let her um, demonstrate the technique. But she said, "Don't worry. Later on, you're going to go into partners and you're going to work with each other." So I worked with another person on the training course, and that was the day really that all the pain was taken out of my back. And obviously, you can't promise that to everybody. Of course not. But that was my experience. Yep, and your uh, journey, exactly. That was, exactly. And you've um, turned and that around into something so amazing that now you're doing your own training, um, and to the point that you've even written your own book, haven't you? I have written my own book, because on that day as well, I slept for five hours that night. <sighs> what a relief. Then. Um, and I became a hypnotherapist, and, and I've done lots and lots of training since. Yeah, and during lockdown wrote the book which was um I, I started a community course in Northwich mm -hmm. before lockdown because I know therapy is so expensive yeah so if you could look through the window we looked like a yoga class we all had a yoga mat but actually we were doing all of these therapies um and we just had some amazing results for people so during lockdown I wrote the book that's <laughs> wonderful and tell us a little bit about the book um and obviously where we can get hold of it well, the book's called The Resilience Template, Seven Steps to Improve Your Mental Health. And what I've discovered as a therapist is that sometimes we rush ahead in the process. And I know why we rush ahead, because, you know, as soon as we decide to change, we want, you know, we want that to be immediate. We want it yesterday, don't we? <laughs> of course we do. And a lot of us miss out the preparation steps. So we go to affirmations and mantras and, and all those brilliant things. But actually, before we get there, we need to do the preparation step because most of us who are living with long-term stress and anxiety are running the fight-or-flight response, the survival response. Mm. And we need to learn how to disengage that response and get that response to stand down. So... The first step for me is preparation. 
um, and it's a really important step and I think that's why a lot of people don't you know aren't as successful as they'd like to be because they don't understand and I never understood mm. through all my years of struggling that I was running the fight or flight response and it's a natural survival response of in course. our mind yeah it's what our brain tells us to do isn't it exactly so it stands to reason let's turn that off let's disengage it um so that we can learn this amazing stuff and make these amazing changes in our life. There's a quote that I really, really love, and it's, um, there's no rush if it's right. And I just think yeah. that's so, so true, and it's good to take your time on things, isn't it? It's really, I think it's fundamental. I think it's, you know, it's just like if you want to lose weight. You know, you can go on, everyone knows, you can go on a fad diet and you can lose a couple of pounds if you're lucky. Yeah. But if you want to sustain that, then it's about how do I, I, I do this properly? You know, what are, the yeah. what are the fundamentals to getting this right? Exactly. Um, so, so, yeah, the book, is, it's got seven partner steps, um, and the P is for preparation. <laughs> Wonderful. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. I will make sure that I pop all of your details on to my Moments with Meg Instagram and Facebook page and make sure that we can get this book onto the CAT website as well. So the Resilience Template, Seven Steps to Improve Your Mental Health. Um, do you have a website? Is it on Amazon? Where, where's the best place for us to pop on and get it? You can get it on the website, which is um, carolhickson.co.uk, or it's on Amazon. Um, and I'd appreciate any any honest reviews for it. Um, I'm working wonderful. on the workbook at the moment, so it would be good. Oh, that's fantastic. That's lovely. Well, thanks again. It's been really, really lovely speaking to you. Um, and uh, and it's uh, certainly a book that I'm going to go and grab. So I look forward to reading it, reading it and uh, and sharing it with my listeners as well. So thank, thank you, you so much. And would you like to introduce <laughs> the song that you finally chose? I'm so sorry. We didn't have your songs in the system. But you picked an absolute corker in the end. <laughs> so... Would you like to introduce your song today? Yeah, it's I've Got a Feeling, Black Eyed Peas. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Carol. I hope you have a lovely day. Thanks, Megan and you. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Podcasts from the cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich.